Hello, everybody. I'm Jose Betancourt, and you're listening to another episode of Living with TBI. So I started neck therapy. Part of what happened to me when I got hit in the head with a battery, and I'm talking about a battery the size of a moped battery, weighs about 15 pounds. Of course, I got whiplash. And at the time, the doctors were focusing on my neck. And they weren't listening to me in regards to my head. I kept telling them, look, I got hit in the head with a heavy object. Yes, I got whiplash. Yes, my neck hurts. And of course, due to that, I also had some minor nerve damage on the right side. Um, I think, I believe it was a ruptured disc, something like that. So they focused on that first. He sent me to therapy. I was doing exercises. And then, of course, COVID came and the lockdown and I had to stop it. So I just started going back like a year later. And of course, you know, lots of things have gone on within that year. So um, we got an approval for me to continue therapy for my neck. And so... What is uh, required when you go there is that you start off with some exercises, meaning I had to use actual exercise machines. So I didn't want to tell them about my mental fatigue. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to test myself. My plan was to take the train to my, to the therapy place, which is about three stops away. So Um, afterwards I wanted to walk back home, which is about a 30 minute walk, depending on my pace. I used to be able to do that. I used to be able to do that walk in just under 25 minutes or maybe less. Now, because of my balance and the way I walk, it's give and take, right? So that was my plan. Take the train going, walk back afterwards. But it didn't tell me that I had to, you know, see the doctor. So I had to wait to see the doctor. And then I did the exercises. And then did the therapy, was, which was like, you know, a, a hot heat pad. And uh, some type of, uh, you know, these two little pads that go on your neck. And they give an electrical pulse. By the time I was, by the time I was done, I was so out of it that... I kind of, I wanted to actually go to sleep, like, in the office. (laughs) So I told my wife, I said, look, I'm going to go to the Target that is close by, so tell me what we need for dinner, and I'm taking the train back. I have no energy to do anything else. So after I went to Target, I took the train home, and I lay down. My legs were in pain. My head was hurting. I was just so mentally fatigued. And this was on, I believe, a Wednesday. Last Wednesday, as a matter of fact. And I was trying my best not to fall asleep. But eventually I did. I fell asleep. And I couldn't do my vision and cognitive therapy the next day. So, uh, not cognitive, 
cognitive, I can do five days a week or I can go, you know, any day within the week. Vision therapy is only on Tuesday and Thursdays. So I couldn't do vision. And then I figured, okay, because I was beat. On Thursday, I was totally out of it. And on Friday as well. Friday, I, I couldn't do anything. And then on Saturday, they had, uh, in the neighborhood, they had, a, you know, uh, an event for an annual, like, neighborhood event for uh, cancer. So, you know, my wife finished her chemo, got the tumor out. And now I was in the process of doing radiation. So she was um, one of the survivors that were honored at the event on Saturday. So it was a very, very nice event. It was pretty emotional because I saw my wife there and, and other cancer survivors. And, you know, I was really proud of her. I'm still proud of her, of course. So I know she was, you know, like my wife is pretty shy. So <laughs> for her to go up there and they had to do a victory lap and everybody in the, in the park was cheering them. It was, it was amazing. So then uh, I just, I decided um, today, Monday, that, you know, of course I did the lap, you know, I did a few victory laps with her because they had the caretakers uh, go up there as well. So that was, uh, we were there like three hours. So the combination of doing the exercises on Wednesday and then doing more exercises on Saturday. Sunday, I just stood home, watched football, watched TV with my wife. And then today, I made a schedule. I said, okay, Tuesdays, I'll do my cognitive and visual. And then Thursday and Friday, I'll do my physical therapy for my neck. If they are open on Saturdays, then I'll, then I'll do Thursday and Saturday. And then that gives me Sunday, well, Saturday evening, Sunday and Monday to recover. Um, so that's the plan for now. I'm going to find out on Thursday if they're open on Saturday. If they are, then I'll give myself a space in between. Maybe do one more session of cognitive because they say I could do one or two per week and see how I get accustomed to doing physical exercises. For me, I want to get accustomed to doing it because I feel like when this mental fatigue kicks in, I can't do anything. I mean, it really affects everything. It's, it's not just being mentally out of it it's my entire body that it's also out of it so of course the brain controls everything so when that's fatigue everything is fatigue and I'm really annoyed at that so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna take 30 minutes a day and read 
I'm not going to listen to any audiobooks. I want to read. I want my eyes to get accustomed to reading text, even though the text is moving and it takes me a while to, to understand what I'm reading. I just have to push myself. So those days that I don't do therapy, I'm going to use those days to podcast, maybe make some YouTube videos, maybe go out and do photography and also exercise my mind by doing these things and have enough time to rest. Uh, I really need to get into a routine and I've been, you know, I've been watching like videos about setting a routine for your day and how a routine can really help you to focus and remain focused on a goal that you're trying to achieve. Because one thing I notice about myself now is that I have all of these ideas and then when I want to go execute them, I can't. And so I put them off because mentally I, I, I'm not into it. But then I forget those ideas. So I've been writing a lot of stuff down on my iPad, writing ideas down, whether it's a word, and then hopefully I can remember. Um, putting podcast ideas, photography ideas, just trying to make my life more organized because at this stage, because of my injury, I'm going to need that help. I'm going to need a way to remain organized so I can get things done. And one of the biggest goals for my wife and I is to move to Spain or to move to Europe. And that's when my son uh, graduates. So we are, we are pretty sure that's what we want to do. We are like, we have our focus set on that. Now it's up to me to get all the ins and outs, get, get a career, basically become a digital nomad where I can work anywhere in the world and run my business through a computer. That's where I am focusing on becoming. I can't work on elevators anymore, at least, at least until I can get better. And then we'll see. But as of now, there is no way physically and mentally I could ever go back and work on an elevator. I can kill somebody. I can kill myself, my partner, a passenger. I, I will never put myself at that risk or the passengers, uh, anyone, you know. So, yeah. And in order to achieve that, I'm going to have to have some type of routine that is going to, number one, Put the steps in order that I need to take towards a certain goal. And number two, exercise my mind when I'm not in therapy. And number three, from a physical standpoint, going on walks, going with the camera to take photos in Manhattan or something. That will help me to maintain some type of physical cardio activity. So I have the ideas. Now it's time to 
put those ideas in order and then execute them and uh you know continue to on my path to recovery uh, by the way my son uh he goes to williams college and george steinbrenner and hal steinbrenner the owners well george is you know passed away but uh the owners of the Yankees and uh, their alumni from that college. And so every year, the Octets, which is the, you know, one of the oldest uh, acapella groups in the country, they sing in Yankee Stadium. And my son happened to get into the Octets last year. So they couldn't make it to physically sing in Yankee Stadium, but they made a video on the day of, and then I think a day before. And the video was played on the Titan Tron, and you can see my son, and they're singing the Star Spangled Banner. So that was that was a great moment. Uh, my wife and I watched it. I was extremely proud of my son. And I told my son, I said, look, you know, it, it's, you're part of, a, uh, of this octet group that will be not only attached to the previous members of the octets, but to future members of the octets. You will be part of a brotherhood of a group that will always have a history in one of the best colleges in the United States. So be proud of yourself. That is an achievement considering that you're half Latino and half Asian. <laughs> that is amazing. And I told him he should be extremely proud of himself. He is part of something that no one can take away from him. So that was a very proud moment. So knock on wood, a lot of good things have been, uh, have been instrumental in cheering me up lately. And, uh, you know, it's been a rough year, and uh, together with my wife, we've been able to deal with it together like we always have, and um, that's never going to change. And uh, luckily, and unfortunately, we've had some hardships that have made us tougher in order to deal with, you know, her cancer and my injury. So uh, we're a tough, we're a tough uh, duo, you know. So, um, yeah, so my, my journey continues and I hope that you listening who has TBI as well, I hope you're on the road to recovery as well. And I wish you the best of luck. So I am Jose Betancourt and I'll talk to you next time.